Hey, everybody. Welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. Okay, Joanne, you know, I'm always telling you about new things coming on TV. There's a new film from HBO Films, OG, okay. premiering this Saturday at 10 p.m. You do not want to miss it. What's it about? Okay, it stars Jeffrey Wright. Let's start with that, mm-hmm. right? Men and love he him. is playing a prisoner who's in the final weeks of his 24 year sentence in a maximum security prison. Hmm. Um, it takes an intimate and unflinching look at the journey of one man at the precipice of freedom. Wow. After nearly a quarter century behind bars, he must confront the impact of his actions and the challenges of re entering society. Wow, that's deep. Where was it filmed? Girl in a real prison facility. Okay. Pendleton Correctional Facility in Indiana. And the cast actually includes men that are incarcerated there. You know, I feel like I heard about this film before. Didn't it premiere at Tribeca Film Festival? It did. And Jeffrey Wright won the award for Best Actor in a U.S. Narrative Feature Film. He's genius. He is. We love all things that he does. But you don't want to miss this. OG premiering this Saturday at 10 p.m. on HBO and streaming on HBO Now and HBO Go. Yay. Yay. How you doing, cousin? I'm a little sleepy, but you know, I'll get you're right. a little sleepy, cranky, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. What's going on? No, I'm just tired. So, book is done. This book is hell. The book is hell. You are discouraging me from wanting to write Child. a book. Mm, it's terrible. This is book number three for you. It's book number three, but book number two is easy because my my buddy EJ Dion and I did it together. Yeah. So we had the togetherness of it, and also it was doing the the speeches of Barack Obama. Right. So it was more fun. We're just reading all these speeches picking our favorites, and then kind of writing an intro. Yeah. And sort of breaking them down like what they were about. So it was like a lot less hectic. Yeah. And it was a quickie book, so it was like a short time period. But this was like short time period all by myself, all the interviews, research, and everything. But thank God I had a, I have an amazing editor who is the guy who edited my first book, Fracture. Same editor. And this time I hired a research, a research assistant. Right. So at least she was going through and doing like the fact checking. So wait a minute. What's involved? Because I thought you had this deadline, right? And I've never written a book, so I'd love to understand this. You have this deadline. You have to turn the book in. Yes. And now when I came to your office today, you're still working on it. Like what happens after you turn it in? So basically I have not, it's a nine chapter book. I had to turn all my nine chapters plus the intro, turned them all in. Then they take those nine chapters, put it into one big, you know, book, one file. The editor at HarperCollins then goes through and does their copy edit. So they actually copy edit the book on their end and then they send it back to you because the author always gets the last look. So they send it back to you, and then you take their copy edit, and you get one more crack. It's your last chance ah. to add anything, change anything, fix anything. This is my last chance. Right. So I got to really read it carefully because anything else, once I send it back again, now all they're doing is typesetting. No more changes, really. That's exciting. There's one more chance where you can, like my first book, I did get some changes in when I did the read because you read the book. Oh. Unless you hire, like, somebody with a great voice and they read it for you. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I read it myself because my Angelou is no longer with us, and that's the voice I would want. <laughs> You know, I would want that mellifluous voice reading my book. But she's not around, so I do myself. And so then you catch things when you're reading it. You're like, ah, can I change this? And they'll sometimes let you change it. But it's a lot of work. So I'm now on this draft where I have to fix it, and I have only till Monday. Right. Huh. But you know what? How people listen to a book or how they read it. And how they listen to it are two, it's two different things. Yes, it is. It's very different. And what I normally do when I'm copy editing a book is I kind of read it out loud, like low, like not so I'm bothering anyone. But so I sort of sound crazy when you go by my office. Because I'm trying to read it to myself so I can hear if I don't, if there's anything wrong, if I hate it. (laughs) I'm sure it's going to be a great book. And tell us again one more time what it's about so folks can know. The the book is called. Besides Trump. It's about Trump. It's called The Man Who Sold America. And it's Trump uh, and the 
uh, and the end of the American idea. Basically, the book of the book is about the way Donald Trump came along and kind of exposed us because mm-hmm. we always had deep racism, uh, xenophobia, hatred of immigrants. Like it's not like it's new. No, it's not like he made it up. But he what made he, it cool. He made it work. <laughs> he made it work politically, mm-hmm. and it's scary to a lot of people that that's so popular with a lot of people. But it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. When I say he made it cool, he made it where people can't will just call the police openly, call nine one one on black people doing literally, you know, nothing wrong. Right. Or they will, you know, accost people who are, you know, at their jobs in America speaking Spanish because yes. how dare you speak Spanish? Like we've seen an uptick of those kinds of incidences yeah. since he's been president. Yeah, it's a lot more like America was in the early 20th century when white yeah. supremacy was open, when white people could say, you know what, I may be the lowest, you know, white man in the world, but I'm the I'm higher than the highest black man or brown man or Asian right. man. And I can pretty much tell an adult, you know, black man even older than me to go to hell, move across the sidewalk, do what I say, that you could sort of openly sort of sport that kind of supremacy. Yeah. Donald Trump essentially said to white America, look, I'm going to get that back for you. I'm going to get you back to where you were when you were on top. Mm. And he pretty much has tried to openly do that. Now, the challenge is it's not the early 20th century and other communities, communities of color, are not really willing to go back there. Right. So he's got to fight, obviously. And so it's the majority of the country versus this really angry third of the country that he's leading. And it's it's kind of a civil war. I Actually, can't believe t- that was only nine chapters. Nine chapters. It should get, have been like 20. I had to say that in nine chapters. Ugh. So it's difficult because, you know, I'm a little wordy. <laughs> <laughs> My editor is like, come on. Just a little. Cut it down. You could say that in one sentence, not four. Well, we are going to wind down. And our friend Moselle Watson, who we had on the last podcast, um, has sent us some wine. We love And him. he's offering a promo code Ooh. Um, if you go to his website. But wait, tell us what we're drinking first so that we know, so that everybody can know. It's gonna, so well, he good. he sent me like a write-up of it. I'm trying oh. to read it. Oh. I'm trying to pull it oh. up in my phone. Oh, quite, quite. Well, it's, I want to say it's Chono. Wouldn't you say that? C-H-O-N-O? Chono. Chono? Would you yeah. say Chono? I would. Okay, so it's a single vineyard, and I'm trying to read. He wants us to read specific things, but I do want to say this to our listeners. Okay. Because there's a specific promo code. You get 15% off your three-month subscription. Oh. If you mention Read This, Read That. Is this from the Wine God? This is from the Wine God. Yes, Yes. Wine Church. So Wine Church, which we love and we debuted on our last podcast, is where you can basically go to church with wine and essentially um, Ah. they will send wine to your house with like an affirmation that's positive and a different wine that's suited to your taste. Right. You go to winesbymoselle.com That's winesbymoselle.com Yeah. And it's awesome because you actually get wines that are tailored to you. They give you like a questionnaire to figure out who you are. Because, you know, wine is yeah. literally about you. It's about like what it's you your are. It's your palate. Right. Right? It's your taste. So Wine Church, just to give you a little bit more, is an educational wine home delivery service each month. The wine god, Moselle, yes. will send you four bottles of wine along with a personalized wine sermon to help you understand and identify your palate. Join the congregation. So when you say, thank you, Jesus, you're also meaning wine. Well, Jesus did turn water into wine. He said, now, usually I don't do this. I actually can't say that anymore because that's now associated with that bad guy. Remember? Now, usually I don't do this. (laughs) Can't say that anymore. R. Kelly. can't. Mm -mm. Dang it. Don't mention his Just Jesus. Anymore. We'll we'll only talk about him next when he is locked up. Well, not locked up, but sentenced. And locked up. Well, he's, well, he's back out now. Anyway, we, anyway, I don't want to we don't talk about him. Ruin my Moving wine. on. Moving um, on. So winding, winding down, I want you to talk about this normal day that you had. Oh my God, I had a normal day. It was Very so normal. It was so fascinating. So like, I have forgotten what like normal people live like because now pretty much I'm a hermit. I just don't sleep. 
I write my book. I do my show. I'm a hermit. Sometimes I do a speech and I go back to my hovel, my, uh, my, uh, <laughs> my underground hidey hole. So this week, uh, Jason, our son, Miles, uh, he always wants me to shout out his Instagram. So please Hi, follow Miles. him at Nasir Reed. Uh, I think that's his Instagram. But anyway, Miles <laughs> is in town from Syracuse. He's on break. So he's home. And so we've been hanging out. So we had this opportunity to hang out with Miles. And so still around, I took the adult children there and we had a ball, played video games. Mm-hmm. I've tried all these different games. I suck at video games. I tried them <laughs> all. I suck. Did you like shoot? Did you do some active games too? Because they have like a basket. They would used to have this thing. They have the basketball. basketball I didn't even try that because I knew I was going to be whack at that. (laughs) I used to be good at basketball in high school. Not anymore. So I did ski ball. But I also, I love the one where you play Jurassic Park and you have to like kill all these dinosaurs. I know that sounds cruel. Oh, that's right. You're a vegan. Sorry. Well, I, you know. (laughs) You can't eat them. There are no dinosaurs now, so I don't mind. Yeah. They're flying at you. You kill them. That was fun. We did like um, racing games. Uh, we, we played so many games, and I won 950 tickets, which is nothing. That's nice, though. But I got a T'Challa doll because Miles was kind enough to give me 195 of his tickets because he won a lot. And um, the daughter and, and Miles won a lot. So they gifted me a few tickets. So I, I got myself a nice, cute stuffed T'Challa. They have that there at Dave & Buster's? The, the prizes are dope. They had a massage thing where you put it on your back. They had all these cute stuffed animals. Like, they had Sonic the Hedgehog. They had what? the cutest little gifts and stuff. I mean, they got really great gifts. So, of course, Miles used his to buy candy because he's an adult but also a kid. So, he bought candy. <laughs> but I got this T'Challa doll. So, now it's Wakanda forever in my bedroom. Nice. Yes, I love it. To add to your collection to of stuffed to my, animals. My fairy tale creature thing. So, yes. Your elephant. My elephant. Mel- <laughs> I have elephant in there now. Melvin has a friend. I love Melvin. He has many friends. Oh my God! Well, you wind it down, my cousin. What's happening with you? But it was fun. I love having a normal I day. I love. I love when you have a normal day. Isn't it fun? And uh, I when slept. I when you tell me telling me about and you wait, you slept. Well, we got home at like midnight almost because then we went to dinner. We went out and ate. By the time we left at eleven, because he was meeting up with his friends, then we I you know the daughter and I went home and I went to bed the and daughter. I didn't wake up. I know she doesn't like me shouting her name out because she's like, "Leave me alone!" Don't put me in your social media. So anyway, um, went to bed. At like let's say midnight, and I think I got up at like eight. Hmm. That's eight hours of sleep. What is that all about? I don't even know. I actually think that's why I feel bad now because my brain was like, "That doesn't work. Don't do that, that again." Need, you need that. I know. You're gonna live longer if you sleep more. You've got to get more sleep. You got to figure this out. I know. I got to get more. But I did that night. That's good. Yeah, we'll take care. We'll take. Is that supposed to last you last you for the next six months? Apparently, you get a good night's sleep every six months. I got four. I got four <laughs> hours last night. <laughs> Damn it. One normal day. What about you, Cousin Jackie? What's happening? Let me tell you, I have an obsession. Okay. That I have. Everybody has to watch this show called The Act on Hulu. Have you heard of this? No. How do you find these things? Because it's what I do for a living. We have one of the actresses on. (laughs) My homework involves watching TV and movies. Right. Um, So it's the true story. Uh, It stars Patricia Arquette. And Joey King, their mother and daughter. Okay. And it's a true story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. You remember this story? This young girl who ended up uh, being accused and convicted for killing her mother, her mother who made her think for years that she was sick. And Oh, the Munchausen lady. Yes, she was oh. bound to a wheelchair and everything. And now yes. the daughter is in prison, but says, you know, that she doesn't, she does regret killing her mother, but she's glad that her life is free of all those pills and everything her mother was feeding her to make her think that she was sick. The mama needed to go to, like, the crazy hospital. She didn't have to kill she her. She really did. Well, she I killed mean, her mama? Think about this. This girl, since she was a child up into her teenage years, 
thought that she was had severe sugar allergies, leukemia, all kinds of diseases. She had to roll around town in a wheelchair. She got so sick one time. She, the mother took her to the dentist. They took out all of her teeth. What? All of her teeth. Just pulled them out. I mean. That's I could, crazy. Now, now, so as a child growing up in that, I mean, I would think that they would let her off for this. But because she had she had the mind, had a strong enough mind to get this boyfriend that she met online. Right. To go, to, to she conspired kill her mother, to kill her mother. I still think they should have let that go. But hold off. on a second. Because the mother was obviously crazy. Crazy. So then don't you think bug. she should have called the police and let them lock the mother up? The girl was she was confused. She was she was saying enough to figure out a plot to kill her mama. Well, I don't know if the boyfriend convinced her of that or what. She once she, she started getting out. No, this mother wouldn't let her watch TV. That's would crazy. Not let her do no. I mean, anything. it's crazy. It's truly it's cr- horrible. I mean, imagine from your childhood. This is all that you know. That's horrible. And the person that you've trusted Couldn't to protect you. Couldn't she run away? Roll away? I don't think I. I think you have to think of her mindset. I, you know, she was not wheelchair bound. I'm just she all actually I'm saying. Could walk. I'm just saying <laughs> that if you have the presence of mind to figure out a plot to kill your mother, you probably could run away. She was probably desperate. I don't know why she chose to. And I'm watching. I just watched yeah. the first three episodes. So how did she kill her? The boyfriend stabbed her in the back. Oh my god, that's so violent. Look at what the girl, she had her teeth pulled out of her mouth. I know. That's violent. She could have gummed her She made the girl have a feeding tube. That's crazy. Connected to her intestines where she would, they had pizza one night. The mother grounded the pizza up with carnation milk in a blender and then poured it into this feeding thing. And would. that's how this girl had to eat for years because of her mother, not because she was sick. Yeah, because the mother had Munchausen by proxy, which is a thing where you want to. You make your child sick so that right. you can get attention. Take care and you get attention. You get attention from. So the mother just craved all of this attention. Right. And she was really a cash cow for her mother. Her mother was sending out the girl's story and people would send money God. to the family. The mother didn't work. The mother is hard. No, the mother is obviously was a monster. Truly. But I'm just saying. She deserved to die. I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, if you had the presence of mind to figure out how to kill your mama. Who you kn- could figure out how to get away. I don't know if she could. You don't think that maybe he could have held the knife, held the woman at the knife point and let her run? Think about this. She could have run and think then he hold a knife and run. Think about, run. All of, think about all of the abused women in relationships that that end up, you know, on some television show because they killed the man. See, I think that's somewhat situations. different. I honestly think it's somewhat different. How because is that different? in a lot of these situations where women end up killing their abusive husband, the husband is coming at them and they shoot him. And I'm like, I justify that. If he's coming at you and you have a gun, baby, you got to do what you got to do. But not in all of those situations. Or you're a captive, you're trapped in the house, you're like a prisoner. I, I get it when I mean, you get to that desperate point. I'm watching this as it unfolds. I think that this girl was desperate. But I'm saying the mother, the in, in the in the situation of a man that's basically holding a woman captive and kill, the mother was not going to kill her. But the I, mother wanted her alive because she's using her. We don't know if the mother was going to kill her. And I look at it like the R. Kelly situation where these girls could leave. Yeah. But they don't because mentally they're imprisoned. I think that this girl's mind, you know, her mother, she believed. I, there was one scene I saw where she went to the doctor and the right. doctor was like, something's going on here. So the mother was out of the room and the doctor tried to get the girl to drink a Coke. Yeah. Because one time at a party, the girl started to sip a Coke and the mother ran over with an EpiPen and almost stuck it in her thigh. Oh, my God. Because she had her believing that she was allergic to sugar. And the doctor was like, 
I guarantee, I, I'd be willing to bet you a can of Coke that you're not allergic to sugar. Right. And the girl was about to drink it. And the girl said, you know, my mother's my best friend. She would never lie to me. She So it, it was a brainwashing of this She's young girl. But eventually she snapped out of it enough to kill the mama. Well, she snapped sometimes out of people it. snap. You watch the show Snapped? No. I think she snapped. I Listen. All I'm saying is, a mother at some that point, does that to her child, oh, should be under I don't the jail. Have a lot of sympathy. No, for the that. mother should be under the jail or in a crazy hospital. But I'm just saying, if well, you snapped out of it enough, grave. if you snapped out of it enough to kill your mama, you snapped out of it enough Listen, to leave. Sometimes you punish people or you mistreat people enough. Yeah. That they just snap. they get to that point. I think they get to that. point. She got point. to the, obviously she did. Anyway, she killed that lady. You got to watch this on Hulu. It's called The Act, wow. and it is so. Good. I still have to watch um, Abducted in Plain Sight. I have so many movies teed up. Yeah. I'm told I have to watch that, right? But Patricia Arquette, who was also in Escape from Dannemora, and the makeup job in that situation was amazing. She was mm-hmm. nominated for it. She plays the mother in this one. Okay. But the other one I want to tell you about is a movie on Netflix called Juanita, starring Alfre Woodard. Oh, I love Alfre Woodard. Who's, so she's the mother of three kids. And okay. you would relate to this. Yes. But all of them are not doing well. One okay. is in prison. Uh-oh. It's a boy. The other boy is on his way to prison because he's out in the streets. Yeah. Uh, I think they're in Baltimore. And then she has a daughter who has a young baby but doesn't take care of the baby. She's oh. always out in the street. The mother says, <laughs> Alfre Woodard says about her daughter, she's a hoe. She's just a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> but at one uh, point, Alfre Woodard, who is I think working at, as a nurse, um, she decides to just have an eat, uh, what is it, eat, pray, love uh-huh. uh, moment. And she just ups and leaves them all behind. She takes a bus, not to, not abroad, right. but to Wyoming. <laughs> to Wyoming. That's abroad. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a way. In a way. <laughs> and it's just this wonderful, refreshing, huh. funny, touching Honest movie. What's it called? It's called Juanita. Juanita. She's Juanita. And Bla- in, in her mind, her man in her mind, which is the only place she has a man, is Blair Underwood. That's appropriate. And it is so wonderful. Yeah. So, you know what? Speaking of the man in your in your mind, <laughs> last week, and you know, Idris Elba was here in this building, and we, and we all talked about going, did you ever try to get up there? Do you know, Chris and I, after we did the podcast, walked over to the eighth floor elevator, went okay. up to the eighth floor, yeah. and walked through, yes. because I thought they did rehearsals on Thursday, yeah. and we tried to pretend like we were like, because I had my badge out, yeah. and we were like, wait. Can't we go this way to get to the other bank of elevators? And the security guard was like, yeah, come on, come with me. And he walked us. It was my first time going into the Saturday Night Live studio. What? I've never been in there. I haven't taken you in there, cuz? No. Okay, never. that's my bad. Well, you need to take me in there when Idris Elba is also in the room. Let me just tell you that we tried. So the next day, I left. I had to go because I had an appointment after our last um, podcast. So the next day, we found out that the the um, rehearsal was actually going on, the Friday. Oh. So one of our the producers of a show next to ours had gone up, and he, he went up to nine and looked down and right, saw right, Idris right. rehearsing. I heard you could do that. Yeah, you can see from the ninth floor. So I was like, nine? No. I'm going eight. I'm going to see my man. So we go upstairs, like 10 deep, right? Probably like eight eight of us. Oh, now that's where you make your first mistake, but I, go I get on. It, but everyone's like, we got to go see Idris Elba. Follow Joy. So we all head upstairs. <laughs> my booking producer knows somebody up there. So we're like, we're getting in. I text a friend of mine who works on the West Coast, but who's um, high up on, on, on non-scripted yeah, for yeah, NBC. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, what do you think? you think we can get in? And he was like, just go in there and told me who to ask for. So I go in there. We ask for this person who actually my booking producer knows. 
We got all the way to him. This is somebody who's high up in SNL. We tried it all, honey. We had everything going for us. We got past security. We got to this person. We were, like, so close. We, I mean, we saw some of the cast members in the hallway. Never got to Idris. What? Nope. Because we, so the, the guy that we ended up talking to, um, who's lovely, wonderful, can't give his name because I don't want people coming here asking for him. <laughs> um, and he was so nice. He was so nice. He talked to us. He let us stand and wait. He went to go ask Idris if he could take some time out from rehearsal and talk to us. But they were so in the midst of rehearsal that he couldn't. Aww. But he, but we got the ask in. So hopefully he'll remember my name, Joy Ann Reed. <laughs> My husband is also from Hackney, but don't let that stop you from being my boyfriend. I was supposed to be your wife. <laughs> I almost married you. I know you're married. Tell him it's his I wife. Don't care. Tell him it's his almost wife. <laughs> it's his almost wife. I love you. I love him. I love him. He's so gorgeous. And so even so, we went ended up going to nine and just looking down and oh my god, he's just ridiculously gorgeous. Why? Why does God do this? I know. Create these creatures that I are just. Know. It shouldn't be a person. I wasn't that crazy about the episode, though, of Saturday Night Live. I couldn't stay up and watch it. I, I, I had to go it. to bed. I watched I the tired. whole thing. It wasn't great. There were some good skits. Yeah. Um, But mm, mm. I don't know. I think SNL kind of has an issue, a, a problem with, with writing for black host. I don't think that the skits are as strong as they could be. Mm-hmm. I don't think they, they kind of push them into stereotypical, you know, skits and roles and situations, always dealing with race or just... You know, it's just I would love to see that writer's room. I think that SNL has had this challenge with even having enough black characters like before. Yeah. At one point, they didn't have anyone to really play Michelle Obama. No, they didn't. Unless they, made, they had a guest host. They had Kerry Washington. She on. They had, had to her, do it. Right. They had her playing all different roles. They kind of made because that was when they came out under fire right before right. she was on the show. That's right. They had Leslie Jones. And then they, they had a, um, a, a woman on very for Sashar Jamada who was on for a short time. But they had a challenge. And one of the reasons they had to have bring Sashar, Sashir, Zameda. Uh, I'm yeah. so bad with pronouncing her name. Um, beautiful woman. Um, she she was great, but she was only there for like one season. Yeah. So and now they have another sister on there whose do. name I don't know. Yeah. But they seem to have an issue. A challenge. When it comes to um, having... Uh, you know, cast members of color. And I feel like Maya Rudolph was the cast member, the black cast member they've had the most success with as a woman, other than Eddie Murphy. But because that's because they could have her play white or black characters. So they didn't always use her like she did Whitney Houston, but they could also use her to play sort of a generic, non-racialized character because of her complexion. A lot of people were surprised. People didn't know she she was was black. black. That's Minnie Ripperton baby. Right. Exactly. People didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of people, they don't, well, they don't know who Minnie Ripperton is, unfortunately. But no, so... That's too many la, 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 la. So I was not happy yeah. with uh, some skits yeah, were funny, but no, overall yeah. not great. Yeah. Not a great use of his talent. I thought he was great, but I didn't think the material was, was great. up to his level. Right. Yeah. Right. How was so the I'm musical? Need to talk to somebody. Yeah, we got to talk. We got to go back and talk to somebody. Um, you know, just okay. Yeah. I'm, no, no, he was great. Yeah. I'm just I, I wasn't familiar with him or his music. Yeah. So. Yeah. One thing Saturday Night Live does that I do love and appreciate is they do introduce you to people you may not be paying attention to. And they've always done that, which yeah. I love. Yeah. I literally found out who Lady Gaga was on Saturday Night Live. Because wow. I was I had I don't really listen to pop radio. Yeah. So I wasn't aware of her at all. That lady walked out in some crazy outfit, sat down at a piano and sang her ass off. And I was like, who that? Oh yeah. And I was like, okay, I gotta download her music. She's incredible. Sam Smith is another one. I didn't know who he was, never heard of him. He walked in on that stage, tore it up. Yeah, and Miley Cyrus, who a lot of people know of because of her, um, I don't know if it's Disney or Nickelodeon days, Nickelodeon, and being Billy I think. Ray Cyrus's yep. daughter. Yep. But you know, a lot of people like at the time when you know after she had that uh, that whole situation where she was 
out on stage with the big uh, foam hand, Robin, right. Robin Thicke. Yes. When she was dancing with him and gyrating with him on stage and got a lot of flack about that. And at that time, she was dressing with barely anything on stage. Right. So she's getting a bad rap. And I know she went on Saturday Night Live after that. And she just really sat down with a, an acoustic guitar or something. And it reminded you of how talented this woman sing. is as a singer. She can sing. She really is she an truly incredible, can. A, incredible vocalist. And she yep. really is a nice person. I mean, you just have to kind of let people... You know, express themselves. And it's hard being a child star coming out of that. And I, I like Miley Cyrus because she's she's managed to go through her awkward sort of crazy phase in public and survive it. And she truly is a great singer. You know what saved her? She's a vegan. <laughs> Isn't she also marrying one of the one of the cute boys? Which I think she's brothers. marrying one of the Hemsworth yeah, brothers. Yeah, she did. Is she marrying Thor or one of the other ones? I, I think I, it's the one of the other ones. I don't know. The they're right all part. so cute. Yeah, they're all so handsome. They're very handsome. But yes, she is now married and very happy and healthy. I got to yeah. interview her a couple of years ago, and Aww. she was just lovely. She seems like she would be really nice. She's one of those people who seems like she would be like exactly like she is on she's television. She's very grounded, very fun, very artistic, very free yeah. spirit. Fun. Loves the animals. You she's know, a vegan. I love that about her. <laughs> I love so many things about her. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about The Walking Dead because oh. people on our social media have been like, what the hell, ladies? I know. Because we have not talked about anything with The Walking Dead. And we're, wow. what, five episodes in? We are five episodes in and baby. Oh, because after the end of last season, when, when we saw the Jesus. unveiling, yeah, yeah, they killed Jesus, and we saw the unveiling of the whisperers. Yes, right. I was re- that was one of the best episodes yes. in the Walking Dead. Absolutely, history. absolutely. And so we come back, and I thought it felt it fell short. It, it, it didn't live it didn't, up to the hype. It of underwhelmed that. me. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah, when you found out who the whisperers were, what was exciting about it was that it was this mysterious group of people. But they told you immediately when you when they came out who they were, which I was happy. about. Which was good. They didn't make, draw it out too much. And I think there are certain. Uh, let me give the strengths first. I think Alpha and Beta, those two characters, yeah, are amazing. Those well, are Alpha good villains. Particularly is, I mean, I loved her backstory. Yeah. But I hate that they mix that story with with Negan wandering around right. and fighting with Judith. And why Negan still alive? I'm done with Negan. Kill him. Done. Can Negan just get eaten already? I'm so sick of him. First of all, he's a bad guy. You can't rehabilitate him. Stop trying to make me like Stop Negan. Stop trying to make me like him. I'm never going to like him. That's what they're trying to he do. He killed Glenn. Ugh. He killed Abraham. Stop. With a bat. With a with bat. With a barbed wire bat. Stop trying to make Negan no. happen. In Please. cold blood. In cold blood. And now you're thinking we're going to like. He's going to be rehabilitated. And he's going to be one of the friends that no. we like. No, no, kill him. I mean, I hate to be vicious, but I just want to see him eaten by an entire gang of walkers. And like he is now. the reason why Sheba died. This lion. He ab- he the killed tiger. Sheba. Come on, there's I no can't. rehabilitating this character. No, but I do love Alpha, and every minute she is on screen is just, amazing. Ugh, amazing. It's a gift. It's a gift from yeah. the Walking Dead. God. And so they've set up now Beta to be an equally like really incredible villain. When he dropped down an elevator shaft and lived, I could not believe that Daryl would be so careless to let to not make sure he's dead. That there that Alpha's number one person, right? Is 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 dead or alive? Except you can't. You're not allowed to criticize Daryl. Uh uh-uh, uh I am right now because Daryl is my problem. My favorite character. Let me tell you. That's my favorite character. I have a problem with Daryl. No. Daryl is being sympathetic for this young girl. You shouldn't do that. Alpha's daughter. Sympathy's bad. And he is making bad decisions. But Who's the little kid? First of all, the boy, the ch- the, the king's son, the king's little stepson. He Carol's is the, son. What's he his is name? A, he's the um, new Coral. Henry. Henry's the new Coral. If that boy don't die. It's like, boy, you are the kids always get you killed but in the, this walking dead. Why can't they have dead. one smart, child. tough child? 
Why must they all be a pain in the ass? They're, I mean, the, the Judith wants to rehabilitate Negan, letting him out. You got this little Henry little bastard. This kid wants to be sympathetic. This girl is He's, not on your side. And he has known her five minutes. Five minutes. You're in love with her, and you're going to leave your camp to follow this girl to her camp because... Because she let you eat a worm? Oh, my God. Come on, Come on man. man. I'm so... What did you learn from the king? It's like you you saw and the king's Carol. people get... And Carol. But see, what Carol... I think the mistake that the king and Carol made uh, with Henry was... That's all. Remember, remember when... Yes. Remember when Carol, when they took her ring... And she killed all those guys to get all her ring. And Henry had no idea that she did that. She protected him from that. That's right. And I think that too much they protected him right. from what what really was what the happening. the world is. Yes. The, 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 the sort of moral of the story, there are two morals of The Walking Dead as a morality play. One is that it's the it's the living, not the dead, that are the evil, that are the most evil. The dead can't help themselves. The evil are, the, the right. living are evil. They, they can't plan. They can't plot. No. All they can do That's is why the whispers uh, are come scary. after you. Because they hide within the dead. Within the dead. And, this, and which also brings the fear the walking dead element in because they are doing what the young man who you didn't like, Chris, oh my God. Um, Nick, what Nick child, was doing, what Nick, Nick was doing. But so the, Nick showed dead. you that it, could be, that it could be done. So Nick actually was helpful in that he showed you it could be done. But the second lesson of the walking dead is trust no one. The minute you get soft, bring a baby into your life. Look how soft Michonne is. Michonne used to be tough as nails. Now she has Judith. They don't she's and soft. Remember, and she has a baby. Remember, she and, and Rick a had a baby. So well, we never see. Right. She's soft now. It's like, don't ever have kids in the apocalypse. No. Don't. No. You, I mean, there's no point in, in having these children who make you sympathetic and soft and make you lower your guard. But can I just tell you my favorite new character, though? Who? I I hope that's Daryl's new girlfriend, the deaf lady who is dope. When the whispers brought the baby <gasps> and they put the baby down for oh the walkers to get because the baby was making God. too much noise, and that guy signed to the deaf girl yes. to get there's a baby over there in the field yes. but she couldn't hear her crying. Yes. She goes and gets the baby and yes. then runs through the cornfield. Oh. That was great. Tell, and when you and when you could just see that the walkers coming, you're like the walkers coming, the walkers coming. She oh can't hear them. And when they do the sound, where you hear what she yes. hears, this chick is bad. I love her. She's the and new she's Michonne. Actually, deaf in real life. Yes, every she time is. she's on The Talking Dead, um, they have her translated yes. with her. But let me tell you, my biggest problem this episode. No, Henry is my biggest problem. I need Always. him to die in the next episode or two. Let him get eaten. The dog that Daryl has. Why must he take this dog? I mean, why are we leading up? The, the dog's going to die. Yeah, the dog's you know going to die. die. Why are you going out on missions with this dog? Dogs, you can't tell a dog when to bark and when not to dog. That's true. It's not a bark. dog in the It's apocalypse. like a baby. When they went to the out to the uh, Whisperer's camp, right? Yes. And Daryl had one of the masks on. And yes. so did the other girl. And they go to get, where was the dog? Yeah. Where was the dog? But did they tie him to a tree to possibly get eaten by zombies? Where was he? They didn't take him back home. So oh. let's stop this. You go out. Let the dog be safe. Let him get his belly rubbed. Right. He has earned his time. Let him retire. Yes. Yeah, it's but, true. But, but loving anything, a kid, a dog, having a relationship. Except see, Henry. Except It makes you soft. Oh. It makes you soft. Well, let me tell you, uh, you know, I have a, a coworker, JP, shout out, who is really into the comic books and really, like, does deep investigating into what's going to happen with the right. Walking Dead. He said, remember um, at the beginning of this season, we saw these scars on Michonne's back. Like yes. Across and on Daryl. And on Daryl, yes. We're going to find out in the next episodes what what happened. What that because is. Because remember that the three um, uh, groups are, you know, kind they're of separate. like, yeah, they're separate, but they're also not working together. Right. There's something that happened. 
We're going to find out what happened. And this whole fair that they're getting ready for, that's going to be a bloodbath. That's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be the red wedding of The Walking Dead. Yes, ma'am. And bringing in these new guys that are supposed to be, like, monitoring the roads who they now brought in by letting them see a movie. Oh, yes. Never a good idea. The road new people. But I did love that, though. Yeah. When she was, like, when Carol was negotiating, I thought she was going to kill him. Yeah. And she was like, When's the last time you guys saw a movie? No, she's she's dope. Carol is a great character. That was amazing. I do love her, and I love the king. Carol, the king, and I still love Daryl. Daryl's my favorite character. And Jerry, um, Jerry, <laughs> and I, Jerry. Yeah, I do love Jerry. But I have to say, um, the the deaf lady is b- becoming my favorite character. I didn't and think if I was going to like her and her group. Yeah, I didn't. But either. I like them all. I like them all. Yeah. I think they're a great addition to the team. And if she and Daryl have a have a little romance, I'll be so happy as long as they don't have a baby. Nobody has time. No for romance. Who has time for this? You're trying to survive. Find something, make something you can masturbate with, (laughs) call it a day. Nobody needs to be hooking up. Daryl needs love. Hand. Love that hand, baby. (laughs) Love your hands. Daryl needs love. (laughs) Who has time for this? Daryl. Remember that episode with um, Michonne and Rick where they went away to the amusement park and it was just all the... Yeah. Time for and that. that's what really ruined Michonne's like fighting spirit was falling in love with Rick. Yeah, she got rid of her walkers, who yeah. were her leads. Remember that she had them. She got soft. She got soft. I need her to like have a real genuine sword fight and just kick some ass. She's got to lose somebody. Right. Well, she got two kids now. Let it be Judith. I've always, I never even wanted her to be born. I, Judith's mother was my least favorite character ever in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Laura, Lori yeah. was literally. I almost stopped watching. I couldn't stand that. More woman, than so. Shane. More than Carl? Much more than Shane, even more than Carl. And Carl was Carl tough for as me. A kid. I needed as a kid. I remember when Carl kid. went up to the over the water yes! and was like, I'll just feed the walker and or play the with walkers, it. Yes. It's like, dude, you don't follow directions, in. you don't listen, you defiant. And he died mm. being defiant because his daddy told him told not him. to be out there trusting people. Told him. And he had to go out there and save that you doctor. S- and the doctor been surviving by himself the whole time. He don't need you, kid. No. He didn't need you to do that. He been all this time. He's all been making it. this Why you got to risk your life. And get bitten for what? I know. Car- the kids mess Even Everything in Fear of the Walking Dead, the little girl needed a boyfriend, told the other boat where they were so she could have a boyfriend. It's like teenagers. Well, and Nick was out there. His mother had to go and get him. He was a problem. And Chris. Drug addict. Chris, too. Yeah. But at least to me, Nick had some common sense. Nick could get away. Well, well Chris fortunately died. Well, Chris was dumb. He was dumb. He was and the mama, the too. But he was messed up. Seeing his it's mama die and all yeah. that stuff. He didn't have a chance. <laughs> He didn't have a chance. So this is, our it take was like the, the girl dead in the is so mean. <laughs> He didn't have a chance. <laughs> that girl. Our take is so brutal. I know. But you know what? That's how you live in the apocalypse. You got to be brutal. I think I'm ready for it. The ap- I hope it never comes, but I think I'm ready. I think we have the right attitudinal. Like, our attitude is right for the apocalypse. The Walking Dead has prepared us for it. Absolutely. But we don't have any guns. We need guns. We can get guns. Okay. We would know where to go to get guns. That's true. Right? That's true. But we would know that we would need a weapon. Yes. You know what I mean? We we need weapons. We know we need to hold up somewhere. Yep. You know what I mean? You need um you need to be high up so you can see what's coming. Like the hotel in Fear the Walking Dead. That go. was the perfect place. Perfect place to hide. Oh. Anyway. We've learned so much. We've learned so much. All right. Well, we have a Let's great guest. On. We have a great guest. Yes. yes. Midwin Charles. Midwin Charles. We're gonna talk about this whole college admissions oh, scandal. Oh my god. All right, let's do that. So the one and only Midwin Charles is back, Yay. attorney extraordinaire. 
fabulous. I know. She was here I'm before on cute. our show. Like the outfit about... is divine. She's been doing TV all day. All yes. day. Thank you. Yeah. You need yeah. your own TV show. You do. I sure do. You, you do. are great. She's like, I sure She's do. Like, yes. I sure do. Make it into Call existence. my agent. Yes. <laughs> Make it happen. So let's talk about Operation Varsity Blues. Oh, my God. I know. This, uh, this, when it, what did it happen on Tuesday? Is that the name of the sting? It is yeah. the name of it. Operation wow. Varsity Blues. Just shoot the movie now. Call ScarJo. Yeah. I know. Just go ahead. <laughs> Cast it now. Who's going to play on Becky? Who's going to uh, play Felicity Huffman? Uh, uh, what's my girl? I uh, love me some Charlize Theron. She could do it. There I you know. go. Can we? Or, ooh, better, better yet, Robin Wright Penn. Ooh. Oh. From House of Cards. You yes. know this. She would kill she, she would, would kill that. She would kill yes. that. She would kill that. <laughs> yes. That's my uh, girl. Endorsed. That's my girl. It's, Make it happen. It, I'm telling you, everybody has been <gasps> obsessed with this story. And I just have to tell you the latest from Hallmark because, you know, Aunt Becky. Oh. Um, she worked for Hallmark. She had two shows on there. Right. She had a mystery series. What's her real name? Lori uh, Lori Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had a mystery series on there, Garage um, uh, Garage Sale Mysteries, and she was also on this long-running, very popular show called When Calls the Heart. Uh, uh, um, uh. And she has been let go from both shows. Wow. You know what's yeah. amazing about Good. this? She's a felon. Good. Yeah. <laughs> what's not, and, yeah. Not I mean, not her. yet. She's charged. She's the, alleged the to be Housewives a lady, too, who's very nice. I met her yeah. once in L.A. Felicity, Felicity Huffman. Huffman. Yeah. The real, reality. W- William H. Macy's wife. Like William yeah. H. Macy's yeah. wife. but all. I mean, They're I, both implicated, by the way. The husband? No, one, no one's talking about it. I believe so. You, well, he—they're saying that he's not. Though. Oh, oh, not that, I'm sorry. I'm confusing it with Lori. Lori Lachlan's okay. husband, yeah, yes, but husband. William H. Yeah, they were both arrested. Yeah, yeah. yeah my Who's own. an actor as well? Mm-hmm. Well, let's have Midwin just run down what happened. Give yeah. us a rundown of it. So, wow. so essentially, uh, it, it was announced by the FBI that there had been uh, a sting operation where it turns out that the parents of wealthy, privileged. Students had been paying this one guy. Um, I, f- I forget his name. It, uh, it escapes me. And he ba- so he basically had a private company where what he did was to offer his services to parents to get their children into the most elite private schools for money for, in exchange for money. And the ways in which he would do it varied. One way he would do it is he would allege that the student had a learning disability, Mm -hmm. thereby allotting them more time to take either the ACT or the SAT. Then he would pay the proctor who had to supervise the student to take the test and then change the answers of that student. Another method he would use is he would claim that the student played a particular sport. This is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Then he would tip off and pay the coach of that school even though the student had never participated in and that sport at all. And didn't they sometimes Photoshop all. the child yes. face onto yes. a real athlete? Yes, yes. And sometimes they would Photoshop the, the, the child's face onto a real athlete. And, and so that's why some of the, you know, some people are saying, well, all the students didn't know. I don't believe that. Um, How do you not know? Well, if you are dumb enough to not to be able to get into these schools. Oh. Can, can, I just, can I just have a moment? <laughs> just, I, I just I have a feeling. Just a feelings. Uh-huh. As somebody, <laughs> a feeling. I'm going to say just a few feelings. Uh-huh. Not a as, feeling, but uh, feelings. Just some feelings. Just as somebody who, went, as a black student yeah. who went to public school, who got a 4.2 grade point average and a 96 percentile on my SATs. Okay, say it. Super nerd. Okay. Say it. Second, graduated second in my little high school class and still mm-hmm. showed up right. to Harvard University. Right. And was told by white, privileged, rich kids that, you that I did not action. belong there, right. that I'm an affirmative action uh, baby who took some more legitimate and worthy person's spot. And right. I was not the only black person that heard that. Right. This is something that we as black students, especially those of us 
who didn't come from the private school system. We That's came from right. regular old schools mm-hmm. where affirmative action was just to find us. Without affirmative action, they wouldn't have known I was way out in Montbello High School, yeah, way out in right. Denver. Or but that I was at John me. Dewey High School in, in Brooklyn. Hello. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, we were told we were taking someone's spot. Right. Meanwhile, we all knew right. that the way you get into Harvard, for real, real, is that you get really rich. Right. You d- endow a bunch of money to some, el- and not just Harvard, all these elite schools. All these elite you schools. give a bunch of money, but and suddenly is- your kids get in. Yeah. We all knew that this the only thing different here is, is that, that they, they committed caught. a crime. And they, they committed a crime. I mean, I, but it, I, they've I been call, doing I this for that, years. And I call that the real affirmative action. Legacy. That, like that, that's the real affirmative action that those who those who claim we get yes actually is because we because because black people are people of color who get into these uh, you know sort of elite schools still have to cut it yes you understand what i'm saying no they more still, than they cut still, it when you have to be still, better than the average you have to be student. better than the average student you still have to have the grades you still have to have the merit to get into school all the school does is look at your race right. for purposes of diversifying the class which the right. supreme court has said is a valuable reason to have these admission policies because without doing it the class would not be diverse because there are tons of students with really good grades and and perfect sat scores but if you only have spots for 50, then you start to say, you know what, let's not pick all 50 white kids. Let's pick 38 white and the rest a mixed bag because we recognize the value in having a diverse class. But here's the thing with affirmative action. People who criticize affirmative action, at least the students who benefited from affirmative action are qualified. qualified. We're qualified. That's what I'm saying. These students were not even qualified no, not. Nope. to be to be at these schools. At all. Not. And the thing that's so funny about it, it shows you the level how our society has become so extreme in terms of inequality mm-hmm. that the merely rich feel underprivileged versus the super rich. Well, so a lot of these they, kids didn't even, it, it wasn't all Ivy League schools. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, Some of them were just. Southern California. Yes. Yeah, top like, schools. And that, them, that's the one that Lori Lawton played, paid 500000 for her daughter to go to. Her daughter who didn't even want to go to class. Who, did, who was didn't on care. YouTube. She's like a YouTube star and would constantly be on YouTube saying, I want to go to parties. Yeah. I want to go to games. games. I don't really want to go to class, but yeah. you guys know And that. our kids yeah. bust their behinds to get into school. And the idea that these people who are already privileged. Right felt that they weren't privileged enough because they weren't like a super legacy. It just goes to show you the hierarchy of of, of, of unfairness well, right. is that people who have their name on a building at the school get in automatically, whether they're good or not, and then these rich people just pay their way in. Well, what's interesting to me is there, there are a couple things, and I was telling her before you came in that if I think really hard about this um, case, it, it almost makes me want to cry because it sort of makes me relive all the the hurdles that I went over to not just get into college, but to get into law school mm. as uh, the child of an immigrant, as first generation attorney in the family, didn't know anything. I mean, my parent, my parents don't know, didn't know what an LSAT SAT was. Yeah. So if they get me thinking real hard, I, I might even shed a tear when I think about how hard I worked to, to earn my place. But what I find most astonishing about this scandal is that most of the these students that we're talking about that have been implicated in this didn't even really need to go to those schools. You right. understand what I'm to saying? Make, right. Be, to make it because they are wealthy. Because they come from wealth. They That's come, right. but not just wealth, but also privilege. Yeah. In other words, their parents are famous. Their yep. parents are very wealthy, very well connected. There isn't anything that they could have tried to achieve that they couldn't have done without going That's right. to those schools. Their parents could afford and $6 million in fake tax um fake charitable donations exactly and so that's one that's two so that's one they didn't even have to go to these schools 
Two, these are the students who actually benefit from the current system that's set up. Yes. What do I mean by that? These are the students who could afford the test prep courses. Right. These are the students who could afford the private tutor. Yeah. These are the students who could afford to not have to work while they were in high school. Yep. You know, like I did. Or, I, like I, I did. or, or college. But, yeah. you know, when you're prepping to get into high school, those courses, sometimes they're at night. They're yep. after school. Yep. They're on the weekends. If you have a part-time job and you're in school, you can't necessarily even go to those classes Preach. even if you can afford them Amen. you know i know so because i remember i had to do it for the lsat i took I a year to off yeah. i took a year off between college and law school so that i could work full time yep. to pay for the princeton review class and pay for a private tutor so i worked from nine to five took that class from six to ten four three or four nights a week and then sat with my private tutor on saturdays and sundays right. so mm. you're talking about students who didn't even have to do that in they other didn't. words they could t- devote all of their Just time and energy yep. no that they could they could have devoted all of their time and energy to studying for the to test, get in. which is which is how the system is set up. The system yep. is set. These tests are set up to favor those who can afford to yeah. do those things. So but these people decided they didn't even want to do that. They didn't, even want, they didn't even want to do the work. Right. They didn't want to do the work. She would rather cut a check mm-hmm. to get her kid in than cut a check to have the kid work for it. Right. And that is what gets under my skin. Well, and, and out today. Two students from Stanford are um, suing right. the school because they've graduated. They're not students anymore because they're concerned that their degrees won't be worth as much anymore. But here's anymore. the thing, too. That's ridiculous. By Which is the way, crazy. That's level ridiculous. three of privilege. They don't so even have standing on are them. the legacy kids who right. get in because their name is on the one of the dorms. But I went to school with someone like that. Yeah. Her I know, name I know. was on the dorm. I know, I, know some of the, I know some of those people, okay. too. Okay. Name is on the dorm. That's level one. And, and right. can't spell cat. Can't spell. Can't level spell cat. Level two cat. are the people like your George W. Bushes, your um, Donald Trumps, right. your... The um, folks who get gentlemen C's. That's correct. And whose parents just pay a lot of money to the school right. and suddenly Jared they get Kushner. in. Jared, Jared Kushner. Kushner's yeah. father paid $2.5 million to Harvard. Correct. And soon thereafter, and bing, he was admitted to he Harvard. He got in. Because he didn't have the grades. It's Correct. important to keep saying that. He didn't have Couldn't the grades. In. But that's the thing. All of this needs to stop. Not just the criminal activity that we're talking about in this Project Varsity thing. Blues, but the whole thing I Because level three is people who already got a Stanford degree, which makes them already elite. And now they're suing because they didn't go to Yale. It's like, wait a hold on a second. You're now the person who's suing? What about the black kid? in public right. school who right. didn't get in at all. Right. That's who should be suing, but right. they don't have any money, right. so they can't sue. Right, and and and, crazy. and when you watch, when you watch, um, I think her name is Olivia, um, Olivia Lawton's daughter. Um, I mean, Lori Lawton's daughter. Lori Laughlin. Her daughter's name, I think, is Olivia, the one with the YouTube star. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of it's kind of it kind of grates your you know it, it gets under it your does. skin when you watch her say how much she doesn't really want to go to even school. Be she doesn't even value you it. You know, she doesn't even value it. And I I could think of fifty kids who would do anything, anything to be in her position and to have access to that incredible education. Yep. And that's what bothers me the most. And 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 I'm thinking, you know, she might have wanted to have told her mama. In advance that she didn't want to go I'm to school. Her mother knew. Her you mother know. knew. Her mo- this was probably a situation where her parents were like, "You're no, going. You're yes. going to right. go." But here's my question: What should happen to these kids if you've Which, graduated mm-hmm. under these circumstances? Mm-hmm. If you're in school under these circumstances, what should happen? I think if you're in school currently under these circumstances, you need to you need to get out. 
Should you be expelled? Absolutely, you need to be expelled. And if you if you got in and you graduated under these circumstances, I think your degree should be invalidated. Yeah, I like, think stop. they should be expelled this is, him. This is very basic. Yeah. You cheated. Yeah. You and cheated. And the reality is but if I wonder they expelled if... them, it would make room for a hardworking student who really deserved to be there, exactly. wants to be there. Exactly. And the reality is if they get to stay, it, it validates the way they got in. Exactly. And the thing is, is that these kids can't afford to go back, mm-hmm. take the courses, mm-hmm. and go ahead and test yeah. and try to get in again. Right. But it, a it, regular kid can't. Right. It, it, a, it validates the method that they use to get in, but it I think it also devalues the other degrees. The, the other degrees. It, so it devalues the university. Well, that's what it these devalues, students are yeah. suing over these graduates. Yeah. Do we think that the, the schools are complicit in this? That we, do we think the schools are getting off easy? Because they're not naming I, the schools. They're not. Well, they've, they've named. Right. In other words, they haven't been they're indicted. Not, they're not indicting yeah, the schools. They, have, they haven't indicted the schools. I think what they did is they focused on the individuals. Like yeah. the coaches. The coaches. The school. Right. Because I don't know if you if you know this, but one of the ways that they found out about this is the FBI in the in the Boston, Massachusetts area was investigating a securities fraud litigation. It was a, it was a whole it was other a completely case. different case. And it that kind guy's of reminds son, me of Mueller. That guy's son got into school by using this, and when they investigated that, they found all these other parents that were doing the same thing. Yeah, wow. it, they it stumbled turns out, upon they it. They stumbled upon it. It, tur- it turns out that uh, one of the people involved in the securities fraud litigation yeah. was one of the coaches, was wow. one of the former coaches, the one who had been paid $400,000. I wow. think it was a former women's swimming or women's tennis, one of those. She was paid four hundred thousand dollars, and and I think that's part of the securities fraud, right? Yeah. It's like, well, where did yeah. you get this money from? You you only earn, you know, such and such amount per year, yeah. and all of a sudden we see this lump payment of four hundred thousand. Where did it come from? And she probably was like, okay, here's really what's going on, and no, and apparently she began cooperating, right? Yeah. And that's how they, it is right, like and that's, that's how they found it's out just about like it. Mueller. It, you know, well, it just this goes to show you, and I know we don't have a ton of time. Rich people just live in a completely different universe. Completely different universe, just, and and yet have the and yet have the nerve to pull this con that people of color people who are uh come from under you know underserved neighborhoods want to hand out that's right are lazy don't want to work for anything and so you know every single time from now from henceforth when i hear anything about that about students of color people from underserved communities please look at exhibit a this is exhibit a i mean this is exhibit a of the fallacy and the lie that you know People from those communities don't work hard yep. and, and 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 only want handouts. No, you want the handout. That's right. You're already wealthy, but you still want a handout. And that's what this was. And I think it's important to use the same language that is used to demonize people of color and people from underserved yeah, communities yeah. is to use the same language and attribute it to them as well. This is a handout. And this is a handout that you didn't deserve, you didn't earn, or anything. Like, you can't even call it an incentive, right? But I'm, no. su- I'm surprised under this administration— that this level of force is behind the situation, that they're they're prosecuting it as well, strongly as they are. It? But that's not well, the Justice Department. Well, is well it? I mean, they went into Felicity Huffman's house right. with guns, guns drawn blazing. at six a.m. Right. while was she excessive. was in the bed. I feel like even no matter how you feel about this, I feel like that was excessive. that's excessive, yeah. and and that and that goes to what we have often talked about is you know how the country in many ways is turning into a police state, at least with respect to how they deal with black defendants. Yeah, and and we ha- and I have always said that if you continue to allow this to happen to people of color and to and to black defendants, it'll bleed over. It will eventually bleed over, and it yeah. definitely did. In and it, it did. It did. That was that. that was that was that yeah. was excessive. That was uh, you know totally totally excessive. But 
I think that one or two people will go to jail on this. Yeah. I really do. But will they then get convicted and get a Paul Manafort-style easy sentence? Because we now have learned through I Paul Manafort, so. you right. can commit major crimes yeah. and get seven and a half years. Major black crimes guy, over the course of several decades. But Tens think about millions. all those uh, black educators black. in Atlanta yes. who were caught for cheating who ended up going to prison. Yeah. Or, or which I think they should have, frankly. Yeah. Well, I really do. But, but I'm just saying, you right, know what I mean? Will we see people in this situation go actually jail. go to, Rich go to right, prison? But, but then you also, but then you also see black mothers yes. who put down the, you know, the, wrong, the address. wrong address so their child could get, you know, sort of a better education. Right. I personally don't think that those mothers should have gone to That's jail. That's right. And they go to know, jail for that. that. And they go to jail for that. And yep. it's always black mothers. Yeah. But I also yeah. have to bring up Jesse Smollett. With they the face 16, 16 felony counts, felony counts, and yeah. could go to prison for yeah. something where, it, where listen, whether he lied, no yeah. matter Excessive. what you feel about it, he did not hurt anybody. anybody. Yeah. No I, one got I just, hurt. In that I just situation. published an article about that on Essence. Uh, check it out, Essence.com. Um, Sixteen counts. Apparently, what they did is they, they, the grand jury returned an indictment for each time he lied. You know, hmm. so basically, you know, are when, you kidding me? Yeah, it's so excessive. I mean, like, so in other words, when he lied about the noose being around, around that's his, like, one count. That was one count. Yeah, that when was he, one felony count. Right, and when he lied about them pouring the uh, acid on him, that was one felony Crazy. count. Completely excessive. But can we just make a prediction now? Jussie Smollett will do more time than Felicity Huffman or this other actress. They, you, that, it that de- you know, it, de- it depends on if he takes a plea deal. I just you know? think the system is so unfair. It is unfair. It is unfair. I and have no faith. It, and I've been saying all along, and you know, I appear a couple times on MSNBC, and I say this all the time, that that the Mueller investigation and what we've seen with respect to the people who have either pled guilty or been found guilty by a judge or jury is is sort of, I think, um, a sort of master class in how the justice system is unjust. Yes. And you see it not just with the with with um, uh, the leniency in the trial. You see it in the leniency in with respect to how the defendant is treated during the trial, like how Manafort was under house arrest. He wanted to go to the Hamptons for the weekend yeah. and, and was basically was, was on such a wide, a long leash that he was able to engage in witness tampering, you know, thereby incurring even more charges. And then he gets a light sentence. Like almost every single step of the way, you see what? Leniency. Yep. Yeah. And I think that that's a sort of master class for the country to sort of pay attention to and to see something that defense attorneys such as me we've been talking about forever yeah Yeah. forever and now it's playing out i think on the stage for everybody to see amen amen midwin charles as always giving a master class as well (laughs) i know (laughs) fantastic while i have you here i have to ask you one quick question before we go because it drives me crazy every week when we try to do scripts is it pleaded or pled see i say pleaded Pleaded guilty? I say pleaded guilty, pled guilty, but people will say pled guilty. Yeah, I, I think say, it's pleaded. I say, you, you, say could, you could say either or. It's I either say, one? It's either one. I say oh. pled. Okay. Yeah, I say pled. I feel like if you say pled, I'll say pled too. Yeah, I I'll say give pled. <laughs> I give up. We love you, Midwin. Love, love you, too. You. Thank you Yay. so much. Love you, too. All right, and that does it for this edition of Read This, Read That. Cousin? Yes, my cousin. <laughs> I guess we will see you this weekend on... AM Joy, I was about to say read this, read that. <laughs> on AM Joy, too much wine. I'm saying. On AM Joy, it's going to be a great show. I'm sure you'll be talking about this a uh, lot. And I know Tom Joyner has thoughts because, you know, uh, you guys can catch Jackie Reed every Tuesday and Fridays. I'm assuming that Friday's going to be lit on the Tom Joyner Oh, girl, they've been talking show. about it all week. I'm sure that, well, your thoughts are what we want to hear. So yeah. that's um, <laughs> Tuesday and Friday at 8.15 a.m. New York Live, of course, in the New York area at 11.30 a.m. The Hub Today, if you're in Boston at 12.30 p.m., you can catch Jackie on Sirius 
XM Progress on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Sundays at 9 a.m. And this is a really, really, really great podcast called Inside Her Story. Yes, it is. All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Until Thank you Until next week. Bye. Bye.